This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. Today is Monday, February the 8th, 2021, day 8 of the second month of the new year. And it is Monday to kick off the work week. We are coming off a Super Bowl Sunday. We will talk about that in Sports Wrap. We will do some Monday motivation. Coach Will Maynard will be on to talk later this afternoon as well. Let's start first in the sporting world. And we will start with the biggest game of the day yesterday, the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is going to go down as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Going into yesterday's game, in 20 seasons he's played in 10 Super Bowls. He's won six of them. Last night he won his seventh, leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-9 over the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes goes 26 of 49 for 270 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions for a quarterback rating of less than 50. And I'm going to say this, and people can come back and say I'm crazy or I'm jealous or whatever. He got exposed. He is no different now than what all the other mobile quarterbacks were years ago. And when they figured it out, everybody now has this game film. And he will not be worth a penny of the billion-dollar contract that he was signed to because he now has to become a throwing-only quarterback. And that's not his game. He is mobile only. Tom Brady goes 21 of 29 for 201 yards, three touchdowns, Zero interceptions, a quarterback rating of 82. He throws to Gunk for two touchdowns. He throws to AB for one touchdown. Leonard Fournette rushes for 89 yards for one touchdown in a 31-9 victory, which if last year in February you thought all the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to win the Super Bowl, I should have put some money on it because I probably would have had a huge return last night. Looking to the offseason of the bookies, in Las Vegas are saying that the Kansas City Chiefs are plus 550 to win the Super Bowl next year. The Green Bay Packers are plus 900 and the Buccaneers who just won are plus $1,100 to win next year. So that's all for the NFL right now. As I said yesterday, Aaron Rodgers did win the MVP. He also got engaged this season. Did not know that. He announced that yesterday. He did get engaged. Good for him. Congratulations. That should be a uh, life-changing experience for him. Maybe keep him grounded a little bit more like he was this past season for more successful wins to come. On to NBA basketball. The Utah Jazz beat the Pacers 103-95. The Miami Heat knock off the Knicks 109-103. The Wizards lose to the Charlotte Hornets 119-97. The Suns take care of the Celtics 100-91. And the Sacramento Kings beat the LA Clippers 113-110. On to tonight's action. The Houston Rockets travel to Charlotte to take on the Hornets. The Washington Wizards are in Chicago to take on the Bulls. The Raptors come below the border to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. 
The Minnesota Timberwolves travel to Dallas to take on the Mavericks. The Warriors are in San Antonio to take on the Spurs. The Cleveland Cavaliers go to the desert to take on the Suns. The Milwaukee Bucks are in Denver to take on the Nuggets. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are in L.A. to take on the Lakers. On to college basketball from yesterday's scores. The Villanova Wildcats beat the Georgetown Hoyas 84-74 in a game that I watched yesterday on the television. I also watched Indiana upset Iowa. Scores tied 65-65 last 17 seconds of the game. Franklin hits a step back jump shot off of a ball screen to win 67-65 for the Hoosiers. That is a huge upset. They're taking out number 8 Iowa. Speaking of upsets, Valparaiso takes care of Drake yesterday, 74-57 in top 25 matchups. In tonight's top 25 matchups, number 7 Ohio State travels to College Park to take on the Maryland Terrapins. Oklahoma State travels to number 23, struggling Kansas in Allen Fieldhouse. And at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this evening, number one Gonzaga takes on BYU in BYU. And I am going to call upset tonight. Gonzaga drops tonight at Provo in Utah to BYU. That is all for Sports Wrap. We will be back for Monday Motivation right after this. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one... Welcome back to Never My Wildest Dream Podcast. The next segment is Monday Motivation. Looking forward to talking about this one real quick because it's about who you hang around, who you keep around. I always say, show me your crowd, I'll show you your future. Sounds simple, right? There's only three types of people you need in your life. You need the inspired, you need the excited, and you need the grateful. If you do not have these three in your life, you will never get to the position that you deserve to be at. So now most of you will sit there and tell me you really don't know what to do to get to that position of greatness in your life. The sad part is you really do know what to do, but the people around you don't, and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'm telling you, you need to let go of those who aren't doing exactly what you need them to do and how you need them to do it and let yourself soar. Because once you accept those in your life, that will be the three things that we just talked about, which are inspired, excited, and grateful. You'll soar with those guys and you'll get to levers that you never thought you'd ever get to and you'll be able to achieve things you never thought you ever could. This is my Monday motivation. Will Maynard will be on when we come back. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Back to Never My Wildest Dream podcast. Looking forward to my next guest. Coach Will Maynard is back, and Will and I are going to talk about transfers at the high school level, which is something that has become very apparent in the public school world as well as the private school world. Coach, welcome back. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. I'm I'm glad to be back on here with you. Nah, I love having you on. We get to wrap it and have a little bit of fun with this. But how have transfers hit you or affected people in, you know, down in Anne Arundel County? Explain a little bit about how it's doing it down there. I'll talk about it up here as well. Um, it's not really too bad. Um yeah, I've actually been 
fortunate enough. I mean, I've, I've been hit with both sides of it. Um, I, you know, uh, you know, this year I lost one of my, one of my good players. I lost him to a transfer. I mean, and I'm not gonna say it hurt because we were still good anyway. But I mean, he would have been another good piece to you know, good piece to have. I mean, he was a starter. I mean, he was on our sectional finalist team and carried team went to the county championship game. And, you know, he, he had double digits in that game, so it, it hurt. But you know, it, it wasn't uh, the be all be all. But I've also had the benefit. I mean, I also had a kid transferring. His coach left private school, mm-hmm. um, so he came back to the school. And then I was a benefit of. I actually, I've actually had a couple kids come back from private schools because um, you know a couple of them wasn't getting playing time. The, the kid I already previously talked about, his coach had left, and uh, he didn't want to be a part of the rebuild, so he decided to come to our school. And then you know, I had another kid that um, was fortunate enough that he he left his other school for personal reasons, and. They allowed him to come to any school, and he came to high school. So I, I've been hit with both sides of it. Um, I don't mind transfers. If I had to get a transfer, I'd prefer, prefer them not to be a senior because I feel with our system and the way that we do things at our school and that we have standards, I really think that it takes you two to three years to understand how we do things. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm with you on that. I've been fortunate on both sides, and, and I had a kid that transferred into the district last year from New York City, a freshman. He started for me at the point guard spot, and then after year one of getting a ton of exposure and opportunity, he transferred over to Goretti to be able to play games this year, and the ironic thing was is him and I talked about it, and I felt as though as a coach, caring for the kid more than caring for myself and my program, I said, look, this is probably a better platform for you. And you're probably going to play. COVID is going to throw a wrench into a lot of stuff. I think you're going to be able to go play and participate and be, you know, good over there. Um, and they've only played in two ball games. And I think what I heard, they only have four or five on their schedule, period. We're going to play six anyway. So he'd have played more games wearing a South uniform than a Goretti uniform this year. You know, it's, and it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and a lot of it, I think, stems from my, my, my AAU boys. You know, I love my AAU boys, but I think a lot of AAU guys get too involved in that process as far as when they're already in school. Like, they're at the middle school level, especially eighth grade. That's understandable. And I can understand even freshman year. But, I mean, when you have kids that are freaking starters at school A and then you're telling them, you know what, they need to leave, like, that makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? If they're getting in trouble, if they're not getting the schoolwork, um, you know, that's one thing. Coach, you know, coach is not taking care of them. But I mean taking care of them and making sure he's on the right path to go to college, yep. whether it be for sports or, or just as a student. But um, I'm just like, I just, I just don't think that, that that's something that they should be involved. I think they have too much stuff to be going on to be worried about what school, what high school their kids go to. You know, and I think a lot of times it's a lot of back channel talk because they want to have control of the kids. Well, so I can't, I'm not, I, I'm not at this school. You know, I I know well, but I, I know well we cool, but that's not my guy. I got to make sure that he goes to a school that's not going to send him to another AAU team. Well, it's funny you is it's funny you just say that because 
I literally just read you the email that I had to send one young man for not doing what he needed to do leading up to yet Saturday and then obviously today's actions through this email. And it's called accountability. And I'm pretty direct on my accountability. A lot of kids don't want to hear what that email read as I read it to you. And, um, you know, they would not like that. So what happens is, is they're going to go to a place that they're told that, you know, they walk on water and that they're good and great and, you know, no, they don't need to work on anything when really at the end of the day, it's the exact opposite. You know, you want somebody that's going to tell you every little thing you need to be better at so that you get to the potential level that you need to as a player and as a person. Do you sense that? Is it a lot of it accountability in the world that you work on with transfers and, and what you're talking about? Yeah, I, I think um, I, I, I think in most situations, like I said, mine, I really didn't have, like majority of my transfers that I, I had, um, it really didn't come in with hoopla. So that changes a lot of things. Like right. even my that came from private school, they weren't like, private school starters or superstars you know what I mean per se and then the kid that transferred into me this year he was good but he was in a B conference and you know how people look at the B conference they don't really good players in a B conference I mean he was all conference B player but they still look at it as the B conference right you know what I mean so like I mean it wasn't one of them things where you seen all on Twitter IG that you know such such transfer to Southern you didn't see that you know, but you weren't pump, a, you weren't pumping that on social media. Nah, I try to keep it. I try to keep it under wraps. <laughs> yeah, I try to keep it under wraps. But you know how it is these days. Oh and my then, goodness! And then you know these other kids out there. If like if if he wasn't at a big school, and let's say he transferred from St. Francis or Mount St. Joe. It'd have been all over social media because I've seen kids not even that good from one of those schools, from some of those A conference schools or WCAC schools transfer, and I'm like, y'all going crazy, and this kid's not that good. It's funny you say that because some of my players the other day were uh, were talking, and um, you know they're getting all worked up because one of there's a school here in town that had a private school kid transfer in, and you know they were kind of coach this guy transferred in, and I'm like, okay. And they're like, doesn't bother you? And I'm like, no. I've seen the kid play. I'm not that worried about him. If we do what we're supposed to do, I'm going to defend him the way that I know he needs to be defended. And we're going to teach you how to do that. So, no, I'm not really worried about that guy. And, and especially for somebody with your track record that's coached at the college level. You know I mean? you, you coached against studs already that not only are studs, but their mental is a little bit further along than a high school kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if if trying to stop a, a college stud is a lot harder than trying to stop a high school stud. Yeah, because opinion. when those dudes get going, it's over. Like crazy over. I mean, I remember, give you an example. I, I was on the right bench for this evening, and I'll give you one when I was not on the right bench. So Antonio Jennifer at HCC is playing like absolute crap against ASA in the game to go to Hutchinson in 2013. Like, awful. I remember when y'all played them. I remember that. Okay. So, Dante goes buck nutty in the first half, has like 19 points, 11 assists, just goes off in front of Bino. Bino's losing his mind from Maryland. So, Antonio is who Bino's there to see. Antonio is just struggling. I said a few things back to him in the locker room. I'm not going to repeat on here. 
He had 31 in the second half. Once the first ball went in, it Uh was over. Like, over. It was scary how good he became when he got focused and locked in. And I guess what I'm getting at with that is, you know, we know our kids from a coaching perspective, and we know what we're going against, and nothing really bothers me. I mean, I respect everybody, but I don't fear anybody. I mean, and I try to emulate that. You know, we talk about this right after Super Bowl Sunday. Did you know that every single morning Tom Brady texted Antonio Brown? Was he living with him? They were. Well, the house is like, yeah, he was. The house was Derek Jeter's old house or, you know, whatever you want to call it. It was like 42,000 square feet. So every morning, they would he would text him at like 7 a.m. So Antonio would wake up to a 7 a.m. text from Tom Brady that said, do not post any dumbass tweets today, please, and thank you. That was the same text at 7 a.m. for an entire football season. I did not know that. And, and you know what else I like to? I didn't realize that Tom Brady took 45 pills a day. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't That's that crazy? a lot of pills, man. It is a lot of pills. Now, I don't know what the hell they all do, but he must have one hell of a liver pumping that stuff through, and he's got to be drinking a lot of water. <laughs> a lot of water to get that stuff through. A lot through. of water for you to be doing something like that. And I was like, 45 pills? I mean, I'm doing the math, and I'm like... <laughs> But I mean, he put, I I was reading something today um, where he would post that text every day. He'd just copy and paste it and drop it right into his inbox every day. No tweets to get you in trouble. That's big time. And uh, look, I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan. I mean, he beat my Packers, but I'm starting to give the dude some credit. It's like I've said on my show a couple other times, like I grew up a Maryland fan, so I hated Coach K. But as I get older and more mature and see how he operates and maneuvers, you can't help but be like in all of what he does and respect it tremendously. And that's where I'm at with Tom Brady. I mean, the fact that you're doing that, it it just shows that you want to win and you're willing to do whatever. I mean, Antonio Brown's a train wreck. And he took him in and made him probably give him one of the best seasons he's ever had in his career, if not the best. It just shows yeah, you what he's capable. Super Bowl, correct. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I just I thought that was kind of funny, you know, that he did that. It, it makes me think a little bit about, you know, I wonder what my guys would say. You know, social media, we can talk about this real quick too, but social media is a mess with guys talking trash and self-promotion and all this stuff on there. I keep trying to tell my guys, do not get caught up in that tragedy because that's what it's going to be. It's going to end up, you're all going to end up fueling something that doesn't need to happen in a rivalry game. Do you deal with some of the same stuff down there? Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, we have, I mean, I had had a kid on my team, loving to death, but he, you know, he used to always start stuff with other schools. And just because, like, he played ball with a lot of kids, different kids, he'd do a lot. So, like, he played AU with kids on the southern end of our county, and he played AU with a lot of kids on the northern end of the county. So he knew a lot of people. So he was constantly talking to him. So I had to constantly talk to him about it. So pretty much everybody was our rival. But, like, when we played, like, um, South River and Annapolis, I mean, it is just, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, and the, and the trash talk isn't just limited to kids. Oh, I mean, it's it worse with the parents. from adults. 
and not and, and you know it's crazy and and not just kids on the team you know it's kids that just come to the game and sit in the student section and act a fool mm-hmm. and i'll tell you one thing too like they do their homework because i, I remember we played south river a couple of years ago and i and they were uh, one a kid that was our best player i mean they was talking about his ex-girlfriend his because his ex-girlfriend went to uh south river so whenever he caught the ball they kept yelling her name that sounds yeah, like something duke crazy. would do i love it though that sounds like something duke would do yeah, I, I I love it, man. It, it's I I I love coaching in our environments. Like it's one thing to coach in a packed arena or packed gym, whatever, but it's different when it's more intimate and you know that the people actually care. Yeah, and like you know what I mean. Like I look at some of these schools and yeah, they get good crowds, but it's just people just there. But yeah, it's I almost like a call following the whole time. I mean, it's just like. I mean, you know, we it's funny. Win, they're excited. They lose. Them jokers already cry. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, we have a couple schools here in, in the county. I'm not going to mention them by name, but, like, they pack their gym for every game, and they're kind of like, I mean, they're followers, right? Like, if their team's playing well, they cheer. But the moment you punch them in the mouth and they start bleeding a little bit, I mean, it, it sounds like the Masters, like, golf tournament is silent as hell on the other side. And that's the ultimate for me. I was always one of those players, and I played with a stupid amount of swagger and a stupid amount of cockiness, and and I still kind of coach that way a little bit. Like, I always wanted to hit the big three to make you take a timeout. Like, there was no greater joy for me to come down and bang two in a row and look at your bench as you're trying to call, like, a 20-second timeout, knowing that the college level is going to be turned into a media. That j- I just broke your back. Like, I just made you frustrated with your team. That was, like, the ultimate for me. And I still get that way as a coach. Like, if my guys are making a run, I still will look down just to see if he's getting ready to take that time out. Like, that, that's a fun feeling. Yes, it is. And, like, you know what's a fun feeling to me is is as having a coach run something out of a timeout and we lock that joint up. I love, I love that when I know they could, they're gonna draw something up, and we lock that joker up. And you looking down, the, you looking down across the table, smiling a little bit with them big old teeth you got. They gonna rain at you. You're running something like I know. <laughs> a couple years ago, man, we was throwing oops like crazy, and we used to love it because you know, high school basketball, especially in public school level, you know, you might go, two, you might go a month without seeing a dunk in the game. That's a you fact. Know? Sometimes, depending on what type of team you have, but shoot, this year I went. We were dunking. I mean, this kid was dunking like crazy, and we would throw oops, man. It was uh, ridiculous, man. Here's one for you. I'm gonna throw this at you because you know I'm like a, a stats junkie. So Alan Lazard, who plays for the Packers, number thirteen. Mm-hmm. His junior year. Now, when I tell you this stat, you're gonna die. His junior year in high school basketball in Iowa at the public school level. He had mm-hmm. 49 dunks. How many games? I have no idea. But even if it's 20, that's still a hell of a lot. That's a lot of dunks. <laughs> I mean, because you because what you just said is right. Like, I remember, I can honestly say in three years at South, I think I've had four dunks total. Just, we just don't have kids to play above the rim. That's just not something like, now Lincoln over at Williamsport, he'd probably get like almost a dunk a game or something like that. Like, you know, but we don't have anybody who plays like that. Hell, I could have to get like the trampoline out in order for them to get up above the rim. 
Yeah, I think we only had, if I'm not mistaken, I think we only had three dunks all year, three, maybe four. Yeah, and they're not like, they're not pounded dunks. They're like just the ball getting over the rim and, you know, these little soft breakaway rims that they play with that we didn't have when we played. That was a whole nother ball game. Like, if you were going to get the breakaway, you had to punch that thing. Yeah. Now, my team, I had two, I had a team a couple of years ago, and I had I had three dudes that, that could really dunk the ball. And I'm telling you, every game, Jack, you had to watch your head. Every game. I we hope we get to that like, point. We was having games where we had like six dunks. And I bet the environment was going crazy, especially down there in, you know, in Arundel. Y'all were probably packing that gym, weren't you? Yeah, but even though it was crazy, like even road games, like road games, like other teams was like jam for us. Now, last year I had a point guard who, uh, an off guard, I shouldn't say a point guard. He was my off guard. He handled the ball down the stretch. He was an, a, an older kid. But every single time he checked in or went to the table to check in, like the phones came out because he was just like, he would put you in spin mode. He would really get you, and like the kids recorded it, and he had like TikTok videos, and he probably had Snapchats. It, it was crazy. It was like almost like the radar guns going up behind home plate when a kid could throw over ninety in high school. All those guns go up. That's what the cameras look like in the student section. They all just went out. You could just see it. It was crazy. Oh yeah, you're definitely right. You're right about that. I mean, like I said, I've been fortunate enough where I've had kids that really could dunk, and like I said, this year was probably first year about five or six years where I really didn't have, you know, multiple guys that could dunk it. And next year, I mean, if, if nobody's going to see a dunk next year from us next year. Well, that's okay. Just bang a whole bunch of threes then. They feel the, the same. That's the plan. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. You know, I mean, don't get it twisted. I, I would love to get a transfer, but I know in the, in the rural areas like where we live at, you know, where we don't have apartments and townhouses and stuff like that. You know, pretty much the only thing you get down here is families moving in. You might be lucky and get a kid that lives with a grandparent or something like that. So, you know, so you get a transfer down here, you know, you better cherish it. Like I said, I've been fortunate. And you do things the right way, Will. That's why. They know they're going to get taken care of. That's a big piece of it. Yeah, kids, parents know how to get their kids to a particular school. Yes. You know, they'll go and tell her, they'll go to the board of education and say they're being bullied or something like that to get to a, a certain school. You know what I mean? And now, since we, you know, we've been good, um, you know, people will try to find a way to go there. Oh, I got an aunt that lives there, a grandparent living there. They're gonna, they'll do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are you guys, are you guys playing at all this year? Nope, our season nope. is canceled, man. God, I feel, I feel like how you felt, man. With you know, a good team, a good chance to go to Maryland, and then it just got pulled from you. That that's tough. How are the, how are the boys doing? I mean, we started yet or Saturday, I should say. We started Saturday. We had you know an hour and some change workout. We got an hour and some change workout this afternoon. We'll do it all week. Um, we're knocking a whole hell of a lot of rust off. I'll just be honest with you. Um, but you know. How are the boys taking it? How how is the uh, the mo been with them? Are they doing all right? Um, I think it's it's a mixture. I think a lot of them are just still in shock. You know, fortunate uh, our whole team is a basketball player, so some of them can look fortunate enough to look forward to spring and fall sports. Yep. But like to those other ones, like like Jake, that's 
you know, who misses junior year because he tore his ACL and then he doesn't get a senior year. I mean, yeah. that's tough knowing you only played two years of high school basketball. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're still fortunate enough to get a scholarship, but, you know, like you said, he wanted to play in front of our student section. Absolutely. Now we're gonna we're gonna have fans, but it's only gonna be two tickets per per kid, and it's only parents. So it's it's not gonna be the same high school environment. I'm really hoping. I've been fortunate enough. I got the the first shot of the vaccine. I get the next one in a couple weeks, and uh, hopefully we can get all that cuff kind of pushed around so we can have normal gymnasiums next year. Is it gonna be streamed? It is gonna be streamed, and I'm gonna send you the link so you can watch, and then you can help me from the backside critique me a little bit. Oh yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll. I don't know if I can help, man. I coached the basketball game not too long ago. I felt stuck. Hey, <laughs> it felt really good to walk in the gym the other day. It was just like this breath of fresh air, even though it was musty-ass gym air. It still felt better than any air I've breathed in a long time. <laughs> um, you, you know, here's one thing that's funny. So I, I had somebody joke with me, and I know you're a shirt and tie kind of guy on the sideline, and you're always dressed, dressed to the nines and dressed smooth. I'm going to go total chill. I'm going to be like Calvin Sampson. I'm just going to go chill the entire time. Oh, yeah. I actually like to, I actually like how these guys been dressing since the pandemic, the NBA and the college guys. You know, I'm my, not going to grow an afro like Shot and Smart, though. Well, yours would have a little gray in it. I heard the beard's getting gray. Is that true? You getting some salt and pepper in there? Yeah, yeah I like that. Wisdom. <laughs> Here's my goal. I got enough Jordans in boxes. I'm going to rock a pair of J's every game, just a different pair. And I got a you couple lined a up just for games. You are, I'm not surprised. You always keep a fresh pair. I got a fresh pair. I got, I got a couple fresh pairs for Christmas. So, I mean, I got, I got a couple ones I'm going to throw on my feet. I got some 11s. Got some 12s. It, that's half the game. We're still hoopers at heart. It don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you always, every time I see you, though, you always keep a fresh pair of shoes. I, definitely, I'll put that up there with anybody. Any level, I'm telling you, Chad is definitely up there with them. I try. I try to be at your all's level. So, um, Hey, I know you're a busy dude. I appreciate you coming on. I'm uh, – I'm going to let you know how practices are going. I am going to bounce ideas off of you. I want to keep your – You listen, you got a good basketball brain. You're a great friend of mine. I want to keep you fresh. Mentally too, with the game, and Please, I know you. And I know you I, I do really the same. So that. trust me, because I, I need it, man. I just, I'm, I'm looking at old games. I just want to just dissect up. I just want to do anything. So you know, I'm willing to help. I'm gonna call away. No, nah, I appreciate you, man. I hope I hope you stay safe and stay well. And uh, let's just chat here soon. All right, thanks for having me on your show. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. See you. All right, bye. Take care. I appreciate Coach being on. I know he's struggling right now not being around the gym. Now, for me, I'm getting ready to head down into practice. Hopefully, it goes good today. I'm looking forward to it. Until then, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Never My Wildest Dream podcast.